Bienvenidos! This is Farm Chica welcoming you to our very first podcast. It all began with a few chickens. Get out your notepads and your cutest pictures of chickens as I take you down memory lane to the beginning of my sustainable lifestyle. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. So back in 2011, the wonderful Jason Riley mentioned to me that he wanted to get some chickens. At the time, we had a house in the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was like, chickens in the city? You see, my ancestors lived off the land. And although I spent much of my childhood days roaming around the Pueblo of Zia because my dad's work was there, or spending a lot of time at our friends' cabins and then other family homes in the country, one thing I knew for sure is that if you wanted to get chickens, you needed to have land. Well, however, we weren't in that kind of position. So looking at the city ordinance in Albuquerque at the time, we were actually allowed 15 hens, no roosters. I'm sure because they're loud. Neither of us had personally raised chickens. We were around them, thanks to our family members, but we had no clue about where to start. By happenstance, I had been speaking about this new chicken endeavor to some of my work colleagues and a former colleague of mine at the time at the university lived outside the city. And he actually raised chickens. His name was Al, a.k.a. the Chicken Guy. He became our chicken mentor. So one Saturday morning, we grabbed an Amazon shipping box and headed out to the East Mountains to pick up our three chicks. We arrived with our excitement which probably overloaded Al with a ton of questions, I'm sure. But we learned very quickly that animal husbandry is very innate. It became really easy for us to tap into those ancestral roots that were so not long ago connected to Mother Nature. Al the chicken guy became our good buddy and we had many exchanges of chicks over the years. We had it down to a science. When we would buy new chicks five months in advance of our current flock's projected date in which they would stop diminishing um, their laying. We would then call Al up, order our new hens, and meet him outside the Home Depot parking lot right off I-40 with a box of birds and gave him the cash. It was a chicken deal that had so many rewards. So let's talk about getting started with chicks or laying hens. Obviously, Our chicken journey began with chicks. So let's talk about that first. From brooder to the hen house, a.k.a. the coop. Chicks are fuzzy and oh so cute. If you've ever seen a baby chick, oh my goodness, little pollitos. However, you do have to wait about 18 to 22 weeks to get those wonderful eggs. So chicks in the meantime require an investment of your time and patience. 
They also need lots of heat until they feather out. They'll also need extra protection from the elements and any other predator. So you'll need a box at least 18 inches high and wide in a safe place away from any kind of household animals such as cats or dogs and any drafts. You'll need a brooder lamp. You can get these on Amazon or any feed store. I would even suggest a brooder thermometer to measure the temperature in the brooder. The temperature should be anywhere from 95 to 100 degrees when chicks are just hatched. Then you should start lowering that heat five degrees each week until they feather out. Sometimes it's just by trial and error. I'll also mention try to avoid any plastic containers because they will melt. Use newspaper or wood chips for the floor bedding and make sure you avoid any kind of cedar um, wood chips and stick with pine chips. So the trick is grab that box, clip the brooder light to one end of the box. Careful with that brooder light. It's very hot. You can also gauge how comfy your new chicks are adjusting to their new home. If they're huddled under the lamp, likely they are cold. If they're dispersed evenly, they're pretty comfy. And if they're huddled in a ball in the box on the opposite side of that lamp, they're probably really hot. So make sure you use poultry feeders and waters designed for chicks so they have plenty of food and water. Chickens are messy and you will have to clean them out daily. Chicks tend to scratch a lot, so they'll kick up stuff. They'll be poop in the water. They'll be food in the water. And when you start having um, the ability to raise chicks, you're going to need to start them on a chick starter with at least 20% protein in their feed. And then when they're about 10 to 12 weeks, I suggest switching their feed to a chick grower. And make sure you wash your hands because chickens do carry salmonella. You can buy a screen at the hardware store, or even use cloth over that box and that brooder. Dogs get really excited around little chicks and may unknowingly hurt a chick because they are curious. So where can you get chicks? Well, I suggest starting small, getting three to five birds, any feed store will have chicks. You just have to ask them when they plan to have hatched chicks. We order directly from hatcheries. However, you have to be ready to invest in quite a bit of birds since the minimum is usually 10 or 20 birds. And if you do have the choice, make sure you get your chickens inoculated. Um, it's really hard to see baby birds come in sick looking and possibly die. So chicken breeds. Ugh, where do we start? I would say Golden Comets, aka Golden Sex Links. They're some of the best chickens. They're a medium brown bird, and they lay a giant brown egg. These are the original chickens that began my chicken journey. They lay very consistently. For three years straight, they are laying eggs almost every single day, and nothing seems to affect their laying. They're a really robust, healthy, hearty chicken. However, over the years, I've seen other great chickens that I really, really suggest, such as the black sex lynx. They're that black chicken with a beautiful brown egg. Black australorps are really beautiful. These are some of the best birds for dual purpose for both laying and meat. They're a larger breed. Um, they're very well breasted and they lay a beautiful brown egg. 
White leghorns are a really tiny, scrawny looking bird. However, they lay giant white eggs and they're really pretty. Um, Americanas are also um, a great bird or um, also you can get Easter eggers, which are usually crosses of Americanas and other birds. Uh, they're real colorful birds and they lay that pretty greenish blue egg, which is always fun to add to the series of brown and white eggs you have. I would um, recommend not getting buff Orpingtons for laying chickens. Um, if you inherit them, um, great, take them. I never say no to chickens and that's how we've had some buff Orpingtons over the years. They're really pretty fluffy looking birds, but they're terrible layers. And they're really very susceptible to not laying for months. They will literally stop laying in the winter and then you won't see another egg for a couple of months. And to me, I just don't think that's a very sustainable thing to have. A, I call them freeloaders. Not okay with freeloaders on, in the coop. So what I've also learned is that the heat can negatively impact egg laying. Also, dark winter days are tough on chickens, but as long as your chickens are getting adequate nutrition and water, they should be able to continue laying through the winter. And the breeds that I mentioned, such as the golden comets, the black sex lynx, and the black australorps are not as affected by the winter as some other breeds. So on to laying hens. So we've talked all about chicks and the different types of breeds you can get. Well, what about laying hens? Well, you can find these on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, or even in your community, knowing somebody who knows somebody who has laying hens. However, these are going to cost you. They're older and they've been laying, and the people that have been taking care of them have been feeding them a lot more. So you need to make sure, though, if you're going to get a laying hen, you skip the whole brooder process. You skip the whole time raising them from little fuzzy things till they feather out. You need to make sure your coop is 100% protected. That means nothing can dig in or bite their way in. So no foxes in the hen house, folks. There are lots of predators out there that we don't often think of. There are hawks, owls, raccoons, coyotes, dogs. Yes, yes, dogs. And these predators do exist in urban neighborhoods. So everyone, unless you are a vegan or a vegetarian... Chicken is delicious and everybody wants to eat chicken. So I suggest having a completely enclosed hen house, a homemade coop, repurposing sheds, etc. Or great are those great ways to upcycle what you currently have in your backyard. You can also find coops at any feed store in your area or online. Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist are also a great way to find any kind of used coop. So grab a truck, a few friends, and go load up that coop. Or go help you make that. So the pondering question, to free range or not to free range? That is the question. How many of us, when we go to the store and we look for eggs, that say free range? We've gotten into this mentality, this um, over chicken farming in these factories where they've had these poor birds into these tight cages on top of each other laying eggs. It's a very unhealthy conditions. I agree. But just because it says it doesn't say free range doesn't mean it's not a healthy chicken. So if your yard is protected and you don't have predators that will harm your flock, it's okay to let them free range. If you do not, though, have a guaranteed safe free range place, as long as your coop is big enough, your chickens are going to be happy 
healthy and fine in that hen house. As long as they're provided the adequate feed and you supplement them with some of the supplements I'm going to talk about shortly and even giving them weeds from the garden that's rich in beta carotene so they can have that orange yolk. They love millworms, oyster shell, which are all healthy for them. Your chicken's egg is an indication of its health. If it is a large and thick shell, you have a really healthy flock. If it's thin, paper-like, and brittle, something's not right. So I will mention, it's, it's fine to free-range your chickens if it's safe. I'll tell you, as someone who's seen a lot of dead chickens from predators, it's not a very humane way for them to go. So I will err on the side of protecting the chickens and making sure they live than letting them free-range. Because to me, their safety is more important than that. However, as we all know, free-ranging can also be very destructive to your property. Chickens scratch. They dig up everything in your yard except large trees and bushes. If you're going to free-range your flock, I would do it for a few hours a day supervised and in the winter because they will destroy your garden. Or if you've just planted some starts for your garden, they will destroy them. And I will mention chicken are omnivores, so they're great like garbage disposals. They'll eat anything and everything. I give them all the stuff that I would normally compost, such as vegetable and fruit pills. They'll even eat meat, as long as it's not chickens. Although they probably would eat chicken if I gave them it, I just don't think that's the right thing to do. So don't feed your chickens chicken. Yes, I have to tell you that. But chickens love it all. Egg laying. Wow, what to expect? Well, every chicken lays an egg on a cycle from 24 to 26 hours. It's kind of cool what happens. This wonderful chicken, the most amazing animal in my opinion. The first half hour, there's a yolk released into the oviduct. The egg then kind of forms around the yolk and grows for a few hours. Then it creates the white the egg white, and then the shell membranes are formed. And for a chunk of the time, which is about 80% is spent forming that shell inside the chicken until it's ready to emerge. So for 24 to 26 hours, this is happening inside your chicken. Hence why it's so important for your chickens to be safe, happy, healthy, because chickens will feel anxiety. They will feel stressed. And so it's so much better for them to spend their time focusing on that egg rather than what's in the external environment. So let's talk about the icky stuff when it comes to raising chickens. Guess what? Chicken butt! That never gets old. So let me talk a little bit about chickens. They're a lot like me. They have a really sensitive tummy. And they're really prone to GI problems. So the best way to kind of counter this experience is make sure you're cleaning out their food every day and giving them fresh water. That helps. But also the use of probiotics is a really good tip, whether it's in their food or their water. Uh, But big old bird is a great thing to put into the chicken water um, that lasts for a really long time. It's this really dark colored gooey stuff that you put in the water but it lasts forever now if your chicken is showing signs of pasty butt and when I say pasty butt it is pasty butt um 
I won't go into the details because it's really disgusting. Um, you may want to soak that chicken in some Epsom salts and warm water just to kind of relieve them. Always segregate your chickens. Um, if you have more than one, chickens are really mean. As soon as they sense weakness in another, um, they will peck it. So just uh, be mindful of that and just go ahead and separate your chicken. So there are tons of probiotics that you can give your chickens and poultry. I suggest, as I mentioned earlier, Big Old Bird is a great one that you uh, go ahead and put in their water. Uh, Chicken RX is another one and Rooster Booster is a pretty good one. Little chicken cried and the little chicken pegged and the little chicken laid a hard boiled egg. Thanks for the breakfast. So long. Fifth grade is coming back to me. 11 year old self never gets old. So, in regards to eggs, let's talk about what to do with all that wonderful bounty you're getting from your chickens. Three chickens will likely give you three eggs a day. By the end of the seven days, do the math. That's how many eggs you have. That's already almost two dozen eggs. So think about it. These chickens lay a lot. So make sure you're using those eggs. Every egg is laid with a film that preserves it for 21 days. So you don't have to refrigerate those eggs. I know sometimes it may seem like an easy choice to just go to the store and buy your chicken eggs. However, By the time that egg is laid on the farm that the store is buying from and gets on that truck and gets to the store, it's an average of already 21 days old, hence why the eggs are refrigerated. But when you have backyard chickens or you have your own chickens and you're raising them, you don't have to refrigerate those eggs. Well, we all know it rains or the chickens are muddy and gross or... They there get some stuff on their eggs. Well, you can wash the eggs. Just make sure you refrigerate them. Um, but a little bit of dirt doesn't hurt. Um, I tend to go ahead and um, stick my eggs in a basket on the counter. And then as soon as I'm ready to eat them, I'll usually wash them in warm water. Now, obviously, when we're blessed with the bounty of all these eggs, we sometimes forget when they were laid. And so a really easy trick that works for lots of different eggs is the water bowl test. So fill a bowl of water up um, at least halfway to three quarters full, just tap water, and go ahead and place those eggs in the bowl. And you only want to have enough that fits kind of the whole kind of area of the bottom because if you put more in, they're going to float. So it's really great is if the egg floats to the top, that's about it. Get rid of that. If it stays flat on the um, ground of that bowl, it's definitely um, perfect and brand new. If it kindly kind of stands up, then that's a good egg for um, hard boiling or using to bake with, but those are still very good eggs. So as long as the egg doesn't float, it's good to eat. So that's a just little trick that'll help you out. Or sometimes when you go check the coop, you realized it's going to be an Easter egg hunt and you find some older eggs. So that's a good way to test it out. So cooking with eggs. Oh, wow. There are so many recipes out there that use eggs and I eat 
four soft boiled eggs per day. So I go through eggs pretty quickly. So it's never really a problem for me to have an overabundance of them, but I know sometimes I get busy doing other things and I end up with quite a bit of eggs. So let's first talk about fresh eggs and boiling those eggs are really difficult. So one of the tricks that I've learned over time is when you boil your water first before you add your eggs, add about a tablespoon of baking soda to that water. And as soon as it comes to a boil, then place your eggs in there gently. Boil for the desired amount of time that you like. And then as soon as your timer is up, you place those eggs in ice water. And that should help you peel them a little bit more because farm fresh eggs are really hard to peel. Uh, but there's so many recipes out there that use a lot of eggs. Um, one that comes from New Mexico is natillas, which is a custard. And that one uses quite a bit of eggs and egg yolks and egg whites. Um, kind of any custard, really. Um, they're great for baking. Um, lemon bars, that's a really great recipe that uses up quite a bit of eggs. Um, also, we often rely on the traditional ways of eating eggs, but kind of thinking outside the box. Sometimes I forget that you can make a quiche, a frittata. Those are really good ways to utilize all those eggs. Um I believe tiramisu uses quite a bit of eggs. So there's a lot of baking and cooking recipes. Um, I'm sure you can go on Pinterest or Google it, but there are definitely a lot out there. Wow, it all started with a few chickens. And guess what? We got more and more and more and a farm, and lots of other critters, I will warn you, chickens get you so much more connected to those ancestral roots. It's so cool to be able to go into your coop and get your farm fresh eggs. It's an amazing feeling, and it's a great way to see where your food comes from. So we've talked about buying chicks versus buying laying hens. We've talked about making sure they have adequate housing and nutrition. And we also shared some excellent tips on testing and cooking with these eggs. So I hope that next time you are thinking seriously about getting chickens, I hope that this was helpful to you making that decision as well as helping guide you into that next step of your journey in being more sustainable. This was the beginning of my sustainable lifestyle nine years ago, and I do not regret one moment. Thanks for listening to Farm Chica. From my home to yours, I appreciate you, and I look forward to sharing some more sustainable wisdom in the coming podcasts.